0: Welcome back. My name is Chris, the stalwart kitten, and we're continuing our talk on perimenopause. It is that period of time before you enter into menopause. As I mentioned in the first episode, it's the curse's wicked stepsister. And my understanding about going from the curse to the change was once you stop producing eggs, no more period, boom, you're in menopause but you're dealing with hot flashes and hormones and all of that. I even felt like the generations before us signed some NDA. But guess what? It's not your mama's fault. It's not your grandma's fault or your auntie. Everyone's experience will be different. So we'll dive into some of the hormonal changes that are happening to your body, as well as some of those symptoms like mood swings uh, that can wreak havoc on your life. Some things you don't really pay attention to until it happens to you. And I don't know about you, but I don't like surprises as it relates to my body. So I started to notice ads for like knee replacements and hip replacements and incontinence. And like, like, why are people losing control of their bladders? Like they're not giving us the reason why. They're just giving us the symptoms and solutions. Is there something else I need to be taking to avoid these life-altering situations It's like being on the last car of a roller coaster, slowly ascending, and you hear the people in the very front of the car screaming, but you don't know what they're screaming about. You just know you're about to be screaming too. (laughs) So as I mentioned last episode, I want to dive into some of those changes you'll start noticing. For most folks, it'll start in their late 30s and 40s, but it can happen in late 20s. It just depends on your body we'll also talk about what's really happening to your hormones and the havoc wreaked because of it. So perimenopause symptoms are often caused by too much estrogen or not enough. So there'll be this disconnect between your brain and your reproductive parts during perimenopause. Why? For about 30 years, your brain leaves your hormones in charge of making sure an egg is released every month. All right, so you know you're born with all of the eggs that you'll ever have. And then once you start puberty, once a month, an egg is released. Once your egg reserve starts to deplete, your FSH levels, follicle stimulation hormone, will go a little nutty and will be elevated. And that's one test you can ask your OBGYN for if you start noticing symptoms we'll discuss. If you've had more than two irregular periods, it's time to start asking your OBGYN, what's the deal with your hormone levels? There are three hormones that are typically checked with blood work. Estrogen, progesterone, and FSH. Your ovaries produce estrogen. We hear about estrogen all the time, but what is its purpose? How is it created? What does it do? Estrogen is the first of two female sex hormones that helps regulate your menstrual cycle and other reproductive functions. But it also helps keep cholesterol in control and protects bone health. So when you hear about people having to take medication for osteoporosis, medication for their heart, if your estrogen is in flux, if you're not getting enough or if you got too much, it really affects your overall health. So for those of you who are toggling between whether or not you need to have a full hysterectomy or just have your uterus removed or just have the ovaries removed, if you need your ovaries removed before you go into menopause, get all the information you need from your OBGYN because there are a lot of health risks associated with removal of ovaries before menopause and before the age of 45. WebMD is where I get a lot of my information from and some additional resources as well to compare the information, but I'm primarily speaking from what I found on WebMD. And according to WebMD, when you go into menopause naturally, which is around the age of 50 or 51, your estrogen levels will lower gradually but your estrogen levels plummet when you have surgical procedures related to your reproductive health. That sudden drop in estrogen can lead to menopausal symptoms that can be quite severe. Progesterone is the second sex hormone released in the ovary. That gets triggered after ovulation and prepares the uterus lining for a fertilized egg. And then you have your FSH, your follicle stimulation hormone. This gets the signal to release an egg every month from the brain. So if that egg that's been released has not been fertilized, then your lining of your uterus starts shedding as your period. From the age of 13, when puberty kicked in, my periods would last for seven days. Full-blown cramps, heavy flow back aches, headaches, you name it. As I got older, it got even worse. And I didn't find out I had fibroids until maybe my 30s, early 30s, and those fibroids were causing major bloating. So my uterus was like the size of a 5 to 6 month pregnancy sometimes. That was causing a lot of the heavy heavy bleeding. I was anemic. Even my rides to work had to be strategic around my cycle, because if I sat for too long, as soon as I get up, I would have this heavy flow. And so with the ride share, I would still have to be strategic about how I got to my office, because the first stop would be the restroom. And so depending on where they would drop us off, and that would cause anxiety as well. I'm like, where are they going to drop me off? Is it going to be in the south end of the building? Or is it going to be closer to uh, the north end of the building? Because either way, I had to figure out how I was going to hurry up and get to a restroom. Because if it was day one or day two of my period, oh, as soon as I got out of the car, like this gush would just come down as soon as I stood up. From the parking lot to my office was a good seven, eight minute walk. And so it got to a point where I had to decide what I wanted to do about these fibroids. As my gynecologist pointed out, if you don't do something about this, you're going to fall out in the street from bleeding to death. Okay, (laughs) put it on the table that way. uh, I'm starting to pay attention, realizing this shouldn't just be a part of life, (laughs) but I can actually do something about it. Um, So I've had three procedures for fibroids until I ultimately decided to have a partial hysterectomy. I'll talk about uh, those procedures uh, in a later podcast, but being that I had that partial hysterectomy, I had my uterus removed, I kept everything else. My ovaries, my cervix, my fallopian tubes, just the uterus is gone, the oven to bake the pie. Um, (laughs) But there's a misconception that women go right into menopause after having a hysterectomy. So let me clear that up. It depends on what type of hysterectomy you've had. Only removal of your ovaries will cause you to go right into menopause. But because I kept my ovaries, I had to look out for symptoms like bone density, loss, insomnia, dry skin and hair loss, hot flashes, mood swings, depression, irritability, racing heart, urinary incontinence vaginal dryness, weight gain, not to mention the emotional loss after a hysterectomy, especially if you never experienced the miracle of childbirth but had hoped to. So that's why I recommend making sure that you seek out some therapy. It's, you know, it's great to have family or close friends to talk to about it, but sometimes you need to have a medical professional talk to you about the emotions that you're going through having to make this decision that affects your fertility. So let's get back to those mood swings. Mood swings can be coupled with depression as well as irritability, right? I noticed that my sensitivity to sound heightened. Because I'm single and have two cats, so there's no barking dog and there's no human making a lot of noise in the house, I'm used to quiet. And, you know, only the sounds that I make. Right, so the TV or the radio or whatever, I have control of that. But whenever the phone rings, <laughs> or there's a a group text and they're back to back likes, loves, whatever, <laughs> I get triggered. Like it really irritates me, and and I only notice that now because my sensitivity to it is heightened. There are some people that have sound sensitivity and. Loud noises really bothers them, but they just deal with it because what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're if you're around a lot of family members, or if you're at a concert or a loud restaurant, you just deal with it. But I'm telling you, because of your estrogen levels, you know, going up and down, certain things are going to irritate you more than usual. So Find out if therapy is offered through your insurance. If you don't have insurance, companies like BetterHelp is great uh, for seeking out therapy. It's hot. All right. Just had a hot flash. Okay. I'm going to push through it because that's what we typically do. We push through. So for those of you experiencing mood swings and depression, irritability, please consider hormone replacement therapy, which is the estrogen um, or progesterone or both. It can come in pill form, a patch, there's vaginal ring, there's gels and sprays. I don't know about all of those, but I know the pill has helped me tremendously taking estrogen. You may want to consider some natural supplements as well. However, <laughs> if you're on the verge of slicing and dicing your mate... <laughs> You probably don't have time for natural supplements to kick in. You may need to go ahead and get the hormone replacement therapy. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Those mood swings come on you so suddenly that I really believe there's a lot of women in jail right now because of hormonal imbalance. It would probably be in your best interest to start logging some of your symptoms, right? I'm working on a, a journal for perimenopause just to track those symptoms because you may need it as evidence one day <laughs> if you happen to snap off on your mate um, that, you know, your hormone levels will probably out of balance. If you start tracking those changes, notice that they're coming at, you know, at certain times of the day or certain times of the week or month. It's important to track so that you know when to go into the doctor to get your blood work done. Does that make sense? Otherwise, you know, a lot of us want to try natural supplements because they've been around forever. But if you don't have that kind of patience, like I didn't, (laughs) I needed the estrogen. And the estrogen for me kicked in right away. Like within a day or two, the hot flashes were diminishing. I wasn't losing as much sleep and my mood swings weren't coming as frequently. They're still there, they're just not as frequent. So I'm getting like a boost of estrogen so that I can handle everyday life. But there are supplements out there like Hormone Harmony made in the USA, also made in an FDA audited facility. There are 11 natural ingredients for women who are going through hormonal hell. Now, hormone replacement therapy does have some risks. So again, you need to talk to your doctor. If you still have your uterus, but no ovaries, you should definitely take estrogen and progestin. There are certain risks with hormone replacement therapy. Again, talk to your doctor about it. But if you have certain conditions already, you may want to avoid HRT. And that includes blood clots, if you've had cancer or currently have cancer, heart, liver, or gallbladder disease, If you've had a heart attack, if you're pregnant, if you suspect that you're pregnant, you've had a stroke, or if you have unexplained vaginal bleeding, then you should probably avoid hormone replacement therapy. If you're currently taking hormone therapy or a natural supplement, what do you typically recommend to your friends and family? And how has it helped you? In the next podcast, we'll also talk about nutrition and some of the natural things that you can do. So this is a journey on on aging and aging well, okay? So hopefully you'll you'll journey with me because I'm turning 50 this year. I'm not freaked out about it. I'm a little concerned that I don't know everything I need to know. Um, (laughs) So again, thank you again for tuning in. And remember, the curse has a wicked (laughs) stepsister and her name is perimenopause.